And welcome into another episode of Turning the Corner, a Detroit Tigers podcast. I am Kieran Steckley, doing a Jason Derulo style, riding solo. Cody, as I'm sure you guys are aware, is attending to a family emergency in his hometown of Amarillo, Texas. I will let him give the updates on his own time, however he sees fit. That's obviously not something for me to do. For this show, I'm going to do it you know, a little bit differently. I'm just going to kind of ramble. You know, that's kind of how my brain works. I'm a rambler. Uh, just have a couple topics I wanted to hit and, you know, just kind of shoot from the hip a little bit. Uh, it might be a little choppy. <laughs> it's definitely not going to be as high quality as uh, as when I got Cody on and we can kind of dive deep into topics. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to give some thoughts on some guys and, and, and the team in general. And it might get repetitive at some points. Uh, but that's me. That's kind of how my brain works. So this is sort of a look into into how Kieran Steckley's brain operates sometimes. Not the most coherent thing on the planet, but I think it'll be fun. It's going to be shorter. Um, eventually, if it's our usual length of an hour-long podcast, it's just kind of a guy yelling at a mic. And I don't know. I don't know if it'd be that interesting as if I shorten it down a little bit just for some specific topic. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hopefully... Cody will be back next week. We will see. But if you are a prayers person, um, please send prayers his way and his family's way. If you're a vibes person, you know, please send the good vibes. So uh, hope you guys enjoy the show, and thank you for listening. So let's begin with the news of the week that Jake Rogers is going to have to have Tommy John surgery. And let me tell you, that hurts. Obviously, it hurts for him. He's the player. He's the man. But it hurts for Tigers fans who had been waiting for him to kind of come into his own. He had this great defensive reputation. And right now, he's the only return you're getting on the Justin Verlander trade. He really solidified the catcher position this year. It's not a coincidence that the team started kind of coming into form as he was brought up to the major leagues. And his bat was coming around too. He was a respectable hitter at the catcher position. Everything was coming up for him. And for this to happen, you know, it just sucks. It just sucks. There's not really a better way to put it. And organizationally, it puts the Tigers in kind of a tough spot because there's not... A whole lot of exciting options in the farm system. Obviously, Dylan Dingler is a guy that people are really high on. I'm high on him. I've been on the Dylan Dingler hype train for a while. But as we discuss on this podcast, he's not going to be in the majors next year. He still has a long way to go in development, only in going into his third professional season next year. And of course, the pandemic, that affected him as well. Dustin Garneau, okay. Eric Haas. Very exciting, great story. You know, there's something lacking there defensively to make him your everyday catcher, and, you know, he does have pop, but at the same time, like, you need more than that. And, you know, you guys know how I feel about Grayson Griner. You know, seems like a nice guy, but, you know, what more do we really need to see out of Grayson Griner? So it's just really tough to see this organizationally, and it's really tough to see this for Jake Rogers who, like I said, was coming into form. Now you really have to go get somebody in free agency. And as Cody outlined in his story on The Athletic, which, if you are a subscriber, you can read, 
there's not really any options that are going to solve problems. It's all patchwork in free agency. That's basically what the Tigers have been doing each of the past three years. You know, just getting one-year deal catchers and, and riding out. The difference between then and now is that the Tigers have a formulated staff, young pitchers that need guidance, need to have assurances that the guy behind the plate is calling the right pitches, that he's going to be able to call a correct game. That kind of repertoire doesn't happen overnight. And you got to keep in mind also the Mize, the Scoobles, the Mannings of the world, they had a relationship with Jake Rogers dating back to the minor leagues. So it's, it's, it's just tough to see. And one of those things where I don't envy Hinch and Alavela to have to make a decision like that because you're looking for something in the short term as you're really going to try to be a contender next year while also trying to figure out you know what's Jake's rehab going to be Cody outlines you know there's notable catchers that have come back from Tommy John but it's Tommy John like you know it, it it's 50 years into this surgery we still don't have a great roadmap to be like okay boom nine months he's back 12 months he's back it's a lot more random and even how jake got this injury was really random not in the sense that like it you know it happens arm injuries with catchers but it wasn't like he got hurt and then they diagnosed him and it's like boom tommy john i mean how long are we going on here a couple months where like three months i don't i can't even remember off the top of my head but it was like oh he's got you know this little injury and okay he's rehabbing he'll be back toward the end of the year Okay, he had a little setback, but, you know, they're going to keep the program. Okay, he's hitting. Okay, he's doing a little throwing. And he kept getting doctors and second opinions. And all of a sudden, they just said, well, we can't treat the symptoms. We're just going to have to go under the knife. And, gosh, you know, you think sometimes with the medical innovations, especially in sports science that we've had over the past couple of years, that this stuff would be a little bit more concrete but it's not it's it's a lot more random than i think we realize so you know i i like said i mean that's the number one thing i feel for jake rogers so bad because i mean try to put yourself in his shoes so you're trying to reach the pinnacle of your profession and you get there and you falter like you did a couple years ago and you get there again and you finally find your footing, and then something as random as this kind of robs it from you. And unfortunately, we don't really know what it's going to look like on the other side. So, you know, every now and then we have to remind ourselves these are, you know, human beings underneath the uniform. And no better example from this. And again, you really hate to see a guy who did all the right things. One of the things I'm pretty consistent on and my thought processes, and I've shared it on this podcast, is you want to see guys get rewarded for doing the right things. It doesn't always happen. You can do all the right things, and you just might not be good enough. Well, he was doing all the right things, and he was proving himself to be good enough to be a foundational piece as a catcher. He was not going to be your quote-unquote catcher of the future. I think we had alleviated that from him but it and I repeat myself again if you reset expectations 
you're really excited about Jake Rogers. All right, here's a guy, really good arm, good defensively, can hit a little bit for a catcher. And if you take out the fact that he was a top 10 prospect and he was in the Verlander trade and best defensive catcher in the minor leagues and you know, all these things, if you shed all that, you're really happy with what Jake Rogers was this year and you know what he could project to become, especially under the tutelage of A.J. Hinch. And unfortunately, we just don't know how that's going to end. And as far as the Tigers' catching position goes, it makes things really murky with not a whole lot of great solutions around the corner. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Tigers handle this in the offseason into the season because just look at this year, the catching picture can change rather quickly and uh, quite frequently sometimes. And then, honestly, maybe in the next year because that's when we're going to have a better idea of what his rehab is like. Hope is not lost for Jake Rogers. But the timing of this for him, for the team, for the trajectory of a young pitching staff couldn't be worse. And like I said, feel for him. And the Tigers have an interesting decision on their hands this winter. I wanted to start out by saying, I'm good. I don't need to watch the Tigers the rest of the year. I mean, of course, I'm going to. I want to. Like, it's one of my favorite things to do. Listen to Dan Dickerson on the radio, watch him on TV and all that stuff. Of course, I'm going to. Well, I'm saying that I don't need to. Why is that? Because the Tigers the past several years have had a lot more questions than answers. Win-loss record reflects that. Roster turnover reflects that. This year, we've gotten a lot more answers than questions remaining. So you want to know what's going to happen with Jonathan Scope going into another one-year contract? Oh, he's going to show some versatility. Then he's going to sign a contract extension. All right, that's cool. Who is this Akil Badu guy, and why was he a Rule 5 draft pick, and is he going to make the team? Oh, okay, he makes the team. Is he, like, for real, you know, after this? Yeah, 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 he's for real. He is now a franchise pillar, potentially. Still some room to grow. Not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination, but I think everybody's kind of looking forward to Akil Badu in 2022. Robbie Grossman, is he going to, you know, kind of live up to this you know, seemingly nice call. Oh, yeah, he's going to live up to it, and he's going to be invaluable to the team. Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, you know, it was really exciting to see them last year. Are they going to, you know, kind of look like they belong? Oh, Casey Mize, not really looking that great in spring training. Oh, you know, Tarek Skubal, kind of weird little stretch there. Yeah, they're fine. They're good. They're going to be really good. Uh, no if ands, buts about it. Is Gregory Soto ever going to figure out? Oh, yeah, he's an all-star. Uh, he's got to figure it out. He's a guy that many were saying that they should trade at the deadline because he would get you the most assets. I was firmly in the camp of don't trade him. I'm not in the business of trading away good young players when you're trying to uh, take, the, take it to the next level, and they didn't. I thought that was a good move. You know, is Jamer Candelario going to show he belongs? I don't know. Maybe leading the league in doubles is going to prove that he belongs. Solidifying third base. I, excuse me. Isak Paredes who? 
even Spencer Turnbull, who, you know, we didn't really know exactly what his future was going to be. He threw a no-hitter this year. Now, unfortunately, he did have to get Tommy John, and, you know, who knows what that's going to look like on the other side. But in the moment, we were all happy with Spencer Turnbull. How about some of the tweener guys like Derek Hill? Oh, yeah, Derek Hill could be your starting center fielder next year. How about the minor leagues? Cody was on record as saying at the beginning of the year that really, you know, what happens in the minor leagues is more important than what happens in the major leagues this year. Well, Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green shot up the AAA and are raking. They're both probably going to make the roster coming out of spring training next year, and if they don't, it's going to be very soon. And how about shedding some weight, getting, you know, giving some guys one last chances, as I said before the season on this podcast. It's serious now. Jacoby Jones, you got to show me something. Nico Goodrum, you got to show me something. Nomar Rosara, can you regain your form? You know, unfortunately for those guys, hasn't really worked out, didn't work out. But we got clarity, and sometimes that's really all you're looking for. And how is A.J. Hinch going to manage this team? How is he going to take over this reclamation project? A manager of his status with his resume. Yes, I know the scandal. I know the scandal. However, this is a man that did not have to take this job. If he didn't want it, and the White Sox didn't want him, he very well could have waited a year. He didn't have to take this job, but he chose to. What was he going to do with it? Make the Tigers, like, really respectable. That's what he's going to do. That's what he's done. Kind of accelerated the timeline a little bit. Now, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm not going to put any money down on the Tigers to win the World Series next year. But speaking of gambling, right now, the Tigers are playing with house money. They're on the verge of hitting their win- pre preseason wins over under. Yeah, depending on where you looked, it was like 68, 69 and a half. No, nothing to 70. Always below 70. Well, they're going to get that. They're going to clear easily. So up there in Michigan, I know you got gambling. If you put money on the over, get ready to cash that ticket. I, living in Texas, Bible Belt, can't do that, let's just say, formally yet. So I'm a little jealous of you Michiganders, but nonetheless, the Tigers are playing with house money, man. They got accomplished what they needed to get accomplished for the most part. Yes, there are still some questions remaining. I don't know what to do about Matt Boyd. I like Matt Boyd. I think he's a great ambassador for the team. By all accounts, he seems like a superhuman being. Uh, You don't really get the cover of Time Magazine or whatever that was a couple years ago and run that foundation without being a superhuman being. So much respect for what he does off the field. What's his role on this team this year? Or next year, I should say? Is he going to come back? You know, six and a half is kind of his figure. I mean, I'll just go on record saying this. I'm cool bringing him back. I'm cool bringing him back. I'm not really worried about the money for him there. But... His role done changed, man. He's not going to be the opening day starter if he comes back. That mantle has been passed. So we'll see. I mean, he seems like a really likable guy in the locker room. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that, you know, because sometimes with analytics, they, they tend to, you know, 
be spreadsheet focused as opposed to the human element focused. I, I definitely push back on that. I do think there's value in a guy that teammates love, want to play for, like having around. You know, what the dollar figure on that is, you know, that's not really for me to say. However, they, it is a thing. It is a thing. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, I think that's one of the more interesting storylines in the offseason. Speaking of offseason, like, you know, kind of wake me up when the hot stove starts or if the CBA can get figured out so then we can get the hot stove because we all kind of looked at the free agency pool for this winter and we're like, oh, man, look at all those shortstops. Even when a couple of them signed big deals, you know, we were like, okay, that's fine. They're still, still playing to go around. The Carlos Correa thing is obviously the easiest one, the one that people point to the most because of the A.J. Hinch connection. That's cool. But, you know, is they going to really be in a position to make a move like that? Uh, yeah, they're in position. They can make their pudge signing to help put this team over the top. It's justifiable. And this is the ownership test. And, you know, I'm not one that's going to just blindly defend ownership but, you know, when ownership says that, yeah, it's a real possibility, looking like a real possibility, that's something that could be in play to to splurge in free agency uh, for the first time and God knows when. I mean, it, all signs are encouraging. Like I said, it's house money, man. Have fun. Go to the ballpark. Don't stress out so much. You can, uh, you know, Cody might not like me saying this, but it's okay to watch some football. It's okay to get excited for the Pistons and Kay Cunningham. I mean, you know, we as a culture, we're always kind of looking at what's next. That's fine. That's cool. You can live out in the moment. Look at what's next, whatever your vibe is. But we're good here. The Tigers did everything that needed to be done this year. Heck, we even got a milestone for Miggy, who, you know, Miguel Cabrera. By the way, this stretch he's had the past couple months is nothing to sneeze at. Like, he is, you know, what was it, nine straight at-bats he just had with a base hit? A record for the franchise since 1961 or whatever that was? Uh, It's fun to watch Miguel Cabrera play baseball right now, you know? And, you know, let's be honest, you know, sometimes a little dry. That's fine. But as far as this season goes, I have been so glad to watch this team be competitive. And... You know, sometimes that seems like a layman's answer where it's like, oh, what do you want? Oh, I just want them to be competitive. Like, you know, NFL season just underway. People ask me, oh, what, what, what are your expectations for the Lions? Uh, well, you know, it'd be nice if they could be competitive. You know, Dallas Cowboy fans down here, they uh, kind of look down on me for saying that. But it's true. Like, uh, you know, like I, I want that all my teams to be competitive, even if they're not ready to take the next step into being serious contenders. And that's exactly what we saw this year. And let's not forget April. April's my birthday month. I love April. You know, April and the D, you know, very popular uh, time in Detroit. It was it was, it was, it was not, not that great. But they picked it up, winning record since May 8th. This is everything you could have wanted this season, realistically speaking. And you got to give a lot of credit to... A.J. Hinch, you got to give a lot of credit for the ball players for, you know, out, go out there making plays. A.J. Hinch staff, Chris Fetter, 
appears to be a godsend and there's so many guys behind the scenes Cody talked last week about how you know it's a shame that we don't get to hear from George Lombard or you know don't really get to know exactly what he does but by all accounts he's a brilliant baseball mind and he could very well be a manager next year and you know we may not be able to appreciate everything he did but I'll tell you what I like having him sit next to AJ Hinch I mean that's a heck of a coaching staff he's got there you got to give credit to the front office and ownership for being aligned on this. And, you know, we'll see. I guess, I guess you know, there might be some people that would push back on the draft pick, Jackson Joe. We haven't talked about Jackson Joe uh, in a while. But, you know, high school pitcher, that's years down the line. Uh, a lot of people want admire. That's cool. You know, he fell there, but they were dead set on Jackson Joe. There's a million reasons to love that pick. But... No real reason to fret it right now. I mean, we're just not going to see any return on that for several years. But, you know, next year it's going to be exciting to see him get in the minors and see see what, see what he can do. So I guess my larger point is that we can relax. Sit back and relax and enjoy these last couple games because it appears that good times are ahead for the Detroit Tigers and... Gosh, does that feel great to say. All right, I wanted to come back with a topic that, you know, I got to take somewhat of an L on. Not a huge L, but I want to give credit where credit is due. I think sometimes in sports discourse, and political discourse is not a political podcast, obviously, people are way too focused on being right. They want to be right. They want to have the right opinion at the right time make the right call that's fine but Colin Cowherd possibly the most powerful man in sports radio and sports podcasting has a saying that I think more people ought to adopt don't focus on being right focus on getting it right and to this point I was not right on Victor Reyes I said several times on this podcast I was like you know I think I've seen enough I don't really need to don't really need much more uh we kind of know who he is at this point and you know I was dismissive I'll admit that I was dismissive of Victor Reyes but since being called back up to the bigs on July 17th he's hitting like 316 he's got a couple home runs in there so a couple triples you know he's shown a little little bit of pop um not nearly enough to where we want it to be but it's there it's there solid fielder can run the bases real well I mean um one of my suggestions to AJ Hinch a while back was why don't we give Christian Stewart a try you know we've seen Victor Reyes you know Christian Stewart he's he's you know mashing in AAA but he doesn't do nearly as many things as Victor Reyes, and so Reyes got the call up, and he's performed well. And it got me thinking, like, you know, what is it with him for next season? Because we've talked about several times on this podcast the Tigers should need to add another outfield bat, specifically a right-handed bat, as we anticipate Riley Green being in the major leagues next year. I'm uh, going to have plenty of lefty pop, obviously, Akil Badu in the mix there as well. 
And yes, I agree. I agree with that. That is an offseason need for the Tigers. So where does that leave Victor Reyes? It probably leaves him on the outside looking in again. And that's okay. I don't want to be insulting when I say this, but Victor Reyes provides you a little bit of organizational depth in the outfield. I mean, who can you feel more comfortable putting in there every day or having to rely on as an rotational piece him or das cameron das cameron hasn't proven the ability to starve off those kind of knickknack injuries and when he has been in you know he's never really been able to gain his footing so right now you gotta put victor reyes ahead of das cameron you just have to and he's not the fielder of Derek hill and he doesn't have the consistency of a robbie grossman he's got all these flaws in his game we know this. But you can also manage to use him over the course of a 162-game season. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Victor Reyes's end-of-season stretch does for him in terms of how the organization views him. Because I think he's a guy that you keep around. And again, not necessarily on the Major League roster. I'm not advocating that. But I think he's a guy you keep around because there are elements to his game that can help you win. And, you know, the running. You know, he can he can make a nice little good fielding play here and there. And get you, you know, a surprise home run or two. Now, it's not nothing. That's all I'm saying. It's not nothing. So, I got I to gotta own it. I was dismissive. I kind of put him in the Jacoby Jones camp. And he's... Proving himself above that. So, Victor Reyes, kudos. Happy to see you doing well. I want to wrap up with my AJ Hinch suggestion box of the week. With, uh, you know, sometimes when we do these, it's like an idea or something Hinch hasn't done. I'm going to suggest he does more of something that he's dipped his toe into and you know I talked about house money earlier uh, this season um, it's definitely been a grind there's been more than their share of injuries especially with the uh, starting pitching rotation when you look at how things uh, got going in April but my suggestion to AJ is just kind of Enjoy this last month. Just enjoy it. Just, you know, like, I believe everything that he could have possibly done this season, he's done. He's gotten the most out of so many guys. I mean, there's too many to name. Kyle Funkhauser, uh, Joe Jimenez. uh, You know, there's plenty of guys of which AJ has pushed all the right buttons and made them into nice players you know or at least guys that you can use in certain situations whereas you know they were you know not really thought of that way coming into the year he's worked magic just enjoy the last i mean you know, we're gonna see an ending reduction from uh mize and school and you know we'll see with manning especially with that uh with that knee issue he has after taking the uh taking the line drive off his knee but just in, enjoy it and embrace 
the city of Detroit. And again, this is not something he hasn't done. He has. But, you know, just do it a little bit more. You know, you're you're an Oklahoma guy. You, you know how big football is. You know, go to the Lions game. You know, uh, be on the sidelines. Get Have the Lions fans, you know, at Ford Field kind of give you a nice little ovation. Uh, the Pistons, the, the basketball season is going to be starting up pretty soon. Training camp is, you know, kind of around the corner. You know, go visit training camp. Dwayne Casey, you know, he came to some Tigers games, and he uh, he's a big baseball guy. He loves baseball. I'm sure he'd love to have you. And, you know, same thing with the Red Wings. Sort of embrace the uh, the sports town that is Detroit. Um, well, let me, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Not embrace it. Enjoy it. Like, bask in it a little bit. Because you deserve it. It's a job well done. And starting next year, you know, the ante is going to be upped a little bit from everybody. The expectations are going to be higher. And his expectations are going to be higher. We know that for sure. So why not just kind of revel in a job well done and enjoy, you know, going a couple blocks and seeing a couple other professional sports teams. You know, be one of the faces of the city of Detroit, which, you know, as manager of the Tigers, you are. And, you know, he doesn't have to spend his all his whole offseason in, in Detroit. You know, I know he's got his family down in Houston, and, you know, that's great. But, you know, I just think... It's one of those things where he deserves, you know, just to kind of sit back and relax, metaphorically speaking. You know, just let the let the city show you the love that you deserve outside of the confines of Comerica Park. I, and I think that would be great. And, you know, like me personally, like I, one of the things I always loved about Matthew Stafford is, you know, he always had... A Detroit Tigers hat on. He embraced the city of Detroit sports scene, you know, and I loved it when Kate Cunningham threw out the first pitch, and you know, a couple Tigers went to Lions training camp practice, and you know, I, I, you know, Jared Goff gets traded to the Lions, and he talks about how it's great to be playing in a sports town where you got all four major teams you know, in a very small area in downtown. I mean, that's something he didn't experience you know in Los Angeles so there's a uniqueness to the setup of Detroit sports there's certainly a uniqueness to the loyalty of Detroit sports fans and AJ Hinch knows this so I'm not telling him anything he doesn't know and I'm not telling him to do something he has not been doing I just I just want him to enjoy a little bit more and you know get back to work in the off season and, and get ready for spring training, you know, all these things he's obviously going to do, but just allow yourself to have a little bit of a sort of like a, an in-house vacation, like a staycation of sorts. Just enjoy it because you have deserved it. So that is my AJ Hinch suggestion box of the week. I want to thank you guys for listening to me ramble I hope it was kind of enjoyable, kind of fun. Uh, hopefully, we can get Cody back next week. Again, if you are a prayers person, please send your prayers to him and his family. If you're a vibes person, you know, send those good vibes. Uh, and I know he would certainly appreciate it. So hopefully, we get him back next week. If not, you know, I'll, I'll have something else planned for you guys. We pride ourselves on 
always been able to put out a product. Uh, I mean, I've done remotes from at 7.30 in the morning from Branson, Missouri, and, you know, Cody's done it in hotels in Lakeland and Cleveland, and, you know, this it's important to us to be able to give you guys something every week, and we don't have any plans of stopping in the off season. so uh, the shows might look a little bit different. Cody and I hadn't had a chance to discuss that in detail yet, so we're focusing on the moment, you know, stay in the moment, one day at a time, you know, all those old sports cliches, you know, and uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, we got, we have a lot of fun doing it, and next year we're going to expand a little bit, we're going to have, you know, new wrinkles here or there, so the gears are turning, turning the corner ain't going anywhere, guys, and so we appreciate, please, if you can, subscribe, rate, and review, Apple, Spotify, you can follow me on Twitter, I am at Kieran underscore Steckley, Cody is, of course, at Cody Stavenhagen. And our pod page is at Turn Corner Pod. So for myself, Kieran Steckley, and Cody Stavenhagen, I'm still going to say for Cody Stavenhagen, thank you for listening.